You can't escape meaning. A lot of people don't get that. Like, a lot of these kids are annoying. And I'm not a congregational rabbi. And I'm not So a, who cares? He's an oisvarf. I don't know how to, don't know how to translate that. Oisvarf. I wanted to forbring it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's who he is. Welcome back to... Buckle up, baby. Episode yes. 41. We are... In luck today because we have an incredible guest with us, a longtime listener and friend of the podcast, Rabbi Judah Michelle. I'm sorry I had to introduce you caller. as Rabbi. I'm sorry I had to introduce you as Rabbi. I know no, that's. No, it's good. It's professional. Yeah, it's good. Un understood. Endorse me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Buckle Up, Rabbi <laughs> Judah Michelle. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. <sighs> Where do we start? Well, I want to start off because I think a lot of people. <laughs> yeah have perceptions of rabbi, Jews and non-Jews alike, right? There's this idea that when you take the mantle of rabbi, you somehow become pedestooled by everybody around you. Come what? Pedestooled? Oh, okay. He, he, he says else. pedestooled, right? I thought he said something else because that's it. Uh, pedestooled? Pedestooled, I think. Okay. Pedestooled. Off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> so I maybe that's what you were picking up Let's on. No. Just to go here for a second, if you could elaborate on the various types of rabbis that exist within the, particularly the modern Orthodox Jewish community, from pastoral to other types and the kinds of roles that you've been involved in. I did not see this in. coming, but, but I'm open to this. No, no, it's going to get well, real. It's, it's an it's a entryway in. Yeah, trust oh, okay. me. It's an entryway I'm in. We'll see Does it, it feels us. more formal than you thought? No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we could do this. I mean, the whole idea of being a rabbi yeah. uh, implies being a teacher. Mm -hmm. I mean, someone who takes responsibility for the transmission of an idea or values. It might mean somebody who is the leader of a community or somebody who plays the role of some formal you know, teaching or instruction, mm -hmm. or somebody who is a decisor of law, um, but 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 all what, what, essentially like to earn that degree of rabbi is like a professional degree, oh. mm -hmm. meaning yeah. you take tests and you pass those tests, right? You know, but um, it implies that you're somebody who's living up to the, that information, that content, that you're a person who's a person of values and ethics and a standard bearer and everything mm -hmm. like that, yeah, and part of the transmission. But really, it's about taking responsibility for an idea and for people. But that's not what you were asking, was it? Well, no, I was, no. because it does come with a certain territory that other kinds of higher degrees do not come with, which is a sort of call on your own character to be elevated and hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. Whereas an academic, a doctor, lawyer, they have a higher standard professionally, but personally, they could still almost be whoever they want. I wonder if you find that fair of us as a community to ask of rabbis to almost be better than the rest of us. Oh, Bertrand Russell uh, yeah. had a, you know, there's a famous anecdote that... Uh, Bertrand Russell, here we go. I'm not he familiar was, uh, with his work. <laughs> I know the name. Well, it, was, well, it was a theologian and, uh -huh. and, and philosopher and spoke about ethics and, and yeah. living a certain way. And, um, Liberal. And, but it was also... <laughs> <laughs> no, he was also like a real, uh, I don't know what the, the real oisvarf. Yeah. I mean, he was... <laughs> You're going to do that one for us. I, he's an oisvarf. I don't know, I don't know, how, to, I don't know how to translate that. An oisvarf. That. Yeah, I, can't, I can't say what I... The other, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know he's a, he's a, he was a... We don't have yeah. sponsors. He's no good, Nick. Oh, okay. Yeah, no was, good. That yeah. sounded like a negative word. Yeah, he was, we'll leave he it at was, that. <laughs> Let them was, look it up. But there's a famous, like, philosophy of, of not social justice. What's the word that he... He had a certain philosophy about... 
A society is only as good as to how we take care of the le- you know poorest and worst well, out he, among but us. No, but in his personal life, he was a dude jerk. Oh. You know, he wasn't a person who was like a very nice guy. So, uh-huh. so he was once challenged by a fellow professor. I don't know if this is an apocryphal story. Mm. Or was a, mm. He was once challenged by a certain professor saying like, you, you, you're, hello, you talk about the society and you talk about culture and you talk about ethics and you talk about the morality and meanwhile, you're like... Uh, an oisvarf. <laughs> I like this word. <laughs> oh, it's very you just good. titled it, our episode. Yeah, you know, it, it's a Oisvarf. good substitute for you. Know. Okay, I got it. And, um, and he said to him, well, you know, <laughs> he, the guy was apparently like a, like a professor of mathematics or calculus, mm, uh-huh. and he's like, did anybody ever ask you why you're not a triangle? You know, like, mm. like uh, it's an uh, idea. I'm, I'm telling you yeah. an idea. Mm-hmm. Rabbis are held appropriately to a different standard because when, when you're dealing with content that's not just ideas but that's living those ideas ethics morality you know representing so to speak what god's will is as iterated through jewish law or through jewish life or living or information mm-hmm. you're expected to like be somebody who embodies that mm-hmm. fair or, or, or not fair mm-hmm. you know it's not just about achieving a certain level on your lsat or gre right. it's it's like how much are you living with this content and being able to transmit it over and embody it and give it over to other people and 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 yeah, you know, behavior is uh, is sometimes you know is an important part of the the, the packaging, right. and uh, you got to pass the bar of God's law. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not just the message; it's the it's the it's the means also. Right. So tell us about when you're not when you're not being a rabbi professionally, and you're not with your family. What's like? What's Judah Michelle's life like when it's just you with three hours free? Mm-hmm. I'm here. Chill, <laughs> but to set us to, just to, for people who don't know who you are, I, I want to get to that. I just don't yeah. want to like add in front of it just okay. to get you to where you how oh, you got. Gonna, did you write me a bio like you did for, for Ben Vago? Oh, I love that you saw it. <laughs> I'm saying like, I thought that was excellent. It was one of the it was one of the it, weirder starts it to a felt podcast. Very uncomfortable in the room. I was like, I wanted to in hear. Like, it I made want... it so good. It was so yeah. good to edit. It was just like. <laughs> like Michael's reading this made-up tongue-in-cheek oh, I story. Not born in the goes, I wasn't born in the 1950s. <laughs> my father was. I wasn't born in the 1950s. Yeah. My father was. Actually, I, that's uh, actually my grandfather actually did fly planes. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like BSing the test, but got some answers right, yeah. and it made it very interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So your background. I mean, you, I mean, so we talk about not to hijack your question, but yeah. just for a moment. Go for, yeah, please. Just because for some more context here, you know, you haven't been in the role. There's certain rabbis that are in certain roles that I think the standard is sort of at its highest. You know, you have educator rabbi and then you have the pulpit pastoral rabbi. Oh, yeah, that's not me. And, you know, like on one level, yes, on all those levels, you have to hold yourself to a standard. But like on a certain uh, for the pastoral rabbi, for example, like they can't even have real friends. You know, that's hard. That's a hard yeah. sacrifice. So I'm just curious. Your experience in the rabbi role has been primarily in well, education, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. only really. I was never mm-hmm. a congregational rabbi right um even in the educational role mm-hmm. you know, and you know know each other from yeah. from that mm-hmm. yeah. from that time yeah you were like how old are you like 17 <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought you were like 40 Marjo. probably wait uh rabbi judah michelle was your high school she, rabbi i don't i never had you as a teacher but you i was in i think i was in ninth grade when you were there yeah and i think that, that was your last year there yeah. yeah he's a good guy he's a good guy he's doing okay <laughs> i was a good guy i wanted to i wanted to have the opportunity to affect people in a positive way mm-hmm. um i love people love being around people i love meeting people love the idea of sharing with people and being mm-hmm. shared with i feel mm-hmm. like i just I'm a, I'm a, like that I, yeah. you know, I thrive on that and um and I got excited about Yiddishkeit, about Judaism and Jewish ideas, and and 
and I was passionate for Jewish ideas and it just kind of kind of seemed like a natural way to go about it. I never had in mind to be specifically a rabbi of any specific type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, it, like it kind of ended up that I was in Frisch and I loved it. I was a student at Frisch and then I ended up being a teacher there just a couple years later using mm-hmm. the faculty bathroom was a thrill. <laughs> yeah, I'll show them, you know. <laughs> and um, and having being there with all my old high school teachers was like, it was something. Yeah. Like there was something about that. And then, and then, you know, we got married and, and I was very fortunate to like end up in my, you know, in Yeshiva in Israel. My in-laws had Yeshiva in Israel. And like mm-hmm. it kind of happened. Like I had, we had other ideas of like where it might go. I was like, wanted to be a campus rabbi, wanted to fabring mm-hmm. with the college kids. Meaning like I was in my twenties, I wanted to, you know, right. throw down and th- have a keg party and show the, the beauty of, of Yiddishkeit and bring people and enjoy people. And when you say fabring, you mean like hang in the best yeah, way possible. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted, For to, the folks. I wanted to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to fabring it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and that's and, a good shirt. That's, and, a good, that's your merch right and, there. And, 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 yeah, and like, and create a positive access point for yeah. enjoyable Yiddishkeit. And you can't have that without some, without the transmission of ideas, without mm-hmm. the study of text or Torah mm-hmm. instruction being at the, at the, at the center of it. And, um, and it wasn't even a love of learning necessarily that drove me to like, become a rabbi a lot of mm-hmm. times people love learning and they become a rabbi like for me it was it was kind of like the opposite like I, I i wanted to be a rabbi even though i was struggled with some of the frontal learning mm-hmm. and 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 become more and more in love with learning torah as life has gone on in fact i, I enjoy learning torah and i think i learn more torah now than i did then mm-hmm. which is ironic because most people learning torah when they're in their you know academic years their yeshiva their college yeah. years and then as life goes on you kind of have more responsibilities for me it's kind of the opposite mm-hmm. i've now that I have less of a formal rabbinic role in the world, I'm finding more of an attachment and a freedom for Torah because it's less about feeding the professional need to keep up, and now it's really something which has become passionate. So I was never a congregational rabbi. I was, an, I was a classroom or a, sh- or a shear, which mm-hmm. is like a, also a traditional lecture. kind of lecture rabbi. Mm-hmm. But it was always very much, you know, um, I, 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 at least I, I aspired to not be top-down. I didn't think that I was able to be or worthy of being mm-hmm. a top-down kind of a guy too political yeah also like not realistic it was mm-hmm. not or i wasn't i wasn't it did did it not speak to you like temperament wise it just was was it a gut thing like i don't want to be in the have to do that i think i was afraid at a certain point of like uh, intimidated by the idea of having to like dis- help people like make real decisions about mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. life and living and law um and then when i kind of like at a certain point like something i could do this like mm-hmm. i was the rabbi in camp ask and mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like got a lot of help from mentors and a lot of help from teachers and kind of came up with, you know, the top hundred scenarios that can come up. And I mastered that specific area or mastered whatever. Mm-hmm. I became comfortable enough with that specific area of the same scenarios that repeated themselves, you know, in that summer context. Being a rabbi of a congregation is just much more broad. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with families and kids and adults and, and birth and death and hatch mm-hmm. match and dispatch and, and all sorts of stuff. You but, gotta start bowing and nodding all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like remembering people's names. Yeah. <laughs> you have to mask how you feel. You have to mask how you feel about everything. With you can't eat it a kiddish. <laughs> exactly. And uh, how do those rabbis feel about everybody? I just that's that's the cost. Also, my to wife's me. also my wife's father yeah, is yeah. a congregational rabbi, right. and and when I there was an opportunity I had in Israel Go with on. a beautiful community <laughs> to like we got offered to like step into this role, mm-hmm. and it was a perfect. Like, you know, it seemed like a perfect opportunity where I was professionally and personally, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago to like take on this shul and mm-hmm. like, lead, you know, lead it, but lead it as one of, as, as, a, as a conscious kind of yeah. chevra, more of like a lateral type of thing. 
And I was like, kind of like open and excited about it. And I mentioned it to my wife, and I saw her face just like go blank. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> you know, I saw like a lot of, you know, the pride and the excitement and the joy of the responsibility of of being of leadership, but also that comes with a major price tag. Yeah. And I saw it on her face. I was like, no, no, I don't want to do that anyway. You know. Like, right. You know, it wasn't the. So you, so you don't feel this dichotomy between who you are publicly and who you aspire at, yeah. not to. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm sure I am. I mean, everybody, everybody's presenting, yeah. and we're all kind of like you know acting in lots of ways. Yeah. I mean, we all have a certain brand and persona that we kind of. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm aspiring for it not to be. It's 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 bad for everybody in that. It's it's it takes a tremendous toll on on a person. Mm-hmm. Tremendous toll in nefesh and the soul and just like your inner world, like the inability to just be okay with yourself and be okay with the people who are most important to you. Um, but also on the people that are around you in mm-hmm. your own private space, like they, they never get a real shot at having a real connection mm-hmm. because you're always having to like, you know, put on airs and afraid to loosen your tie, so yeah. to speak, proverbially speaking. Right. But it sounds like it, that, that, that cost or that, that stress or that falls mainly on pastoral rabbis in order like the things that they have to sacrifice. Like, I think it's everybody. But that public and private, I mean, that's most uh, exemplified in the pastoral rabbi, isn't it? Because they have such a broad base to have to appeal to and feel connected to. And by design, they can't discriminate in terms of relationships. It's just, it's not. It, like the, 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 uh, the congregation <laughs> wants to feel like the rabbi is equal friends to everybody. And no human being is like that. But they sort of have to do that. I'm wondering if, if that's just a lot to ask. And it's, I mean, that it's just, it seems necessary and I understand why, but it's like, we all need the rabbi to take one for the team in that sense. Oh, of like, like Moshe Rabbeinu, yeah. Moshe, Moshe, Moses, there's no one who is, who is as great as Moshe in that mm-hmm. role. Um, the most self-actualized human being who ever lived in our tradition. Um, and it took a, good toll, things. It took a real toll on his family, right. on his kids. Right. Yeah. And a real toll on his marriage mm-hmm. and a real toll on himself also. Right. Meaning like at the end of the day, Mo, he felt like he was he was hung out to dry. Right. him is the way that uh, Rashi is like, they, they're, they're tough. The people, it's tough to be in a congregation when you, it's not not simple. Now it's before, you know, the world of Instagram likes and before, you know, WhatsApp groups, you know, uh, of, of disgruntled, you know, mm. uh, congregants. I, I, anybody who's in a position of, of, provi- of providing a service for a community, w- whether you're a teacher or you're a, a manager of a football team mm-hmm. or you know you're playing some kind of your role you're an elected official or you're the head of the parent it's the board political element in in life that's it's life it's just called right. life right. it's just called life meaning like there's always this tension between your private self our private selves and what we do professionally the work yeah. life balance i mean yeah. i mean everybody has that it's just when when you mix you know your your relationship with god mm-hmm. and you mix meaning and depth and an inner world and uh, and the world of the spirit and and eternity and all these heavy ideas that are usually very private, which we call beno labain kono between a person and their maker. Like when you start, you know, when that becomes your your you know your skins and furs and spices mm. from the Orient that you're trading for your, <laughs> you know, your your livelihood, and, and and your family's involved because like if you're the rabbi, you want to come mm. see my, my see my beautiful family and see how my values have been transmitted. So it becomes a heavy price tag on them too, right. and that pressure to present 
something which is you know it, it's challenging it, it's it's a little bit harder like look here i'm here are my trapezoids here are my squares right. and triangles right. because i'm a great calculus teacher mm. yeah. uh, so come take a look at them and look how nicely they dress and act and behave and, and act you know so but people are able to judge the work as separate from the person in those areas more and this is much more integrated i guess that's just the challenge of the job uh, yeah i mean people yeah. still listen to r kelly songs but they're not listening to the shurim of rabbis who well, actually that's the intro of this who episode fallen, you know who've fallen into <laughs> yeah. fallen from grace right uh, you kind of like you throw the baby out with the bath where you're like ah okay these yeah. pipes are rusty i'm not yeah. drinking this water like yeah. even if the product is beautiful and there's creativity and there's mm. beauty there somehow we want the vessel to match the to match what the light that's inside right. of it so at these like rabbi conferences like big ou conferences where all the rabbis finally get together is that where they just talk smack about everybody just to like <laughs> it has to happen somewhere <laughs> maybe it's the shul president no, and no, the rabbi? no, no but, but in, in all seriousness <laughs> the rabbi of 2022 yeah um is very different than it was the language the openness in the post Brene brown era yeah. that we're right. living in there's an openness of people talking about these things and a and a and a real sense of of working through these things yeah. and speaking about them in an open and vulnerable way, which is not I, I think is very new and to the credit of a lot of the rab in it today. Um, and I think also a credit hopefully to our community, and I'm saying our in a very presumptuous open mm. way. I think people are a little bit more tolerant and open and understanding of the fact that like peoples is peoples and mm. there's a humanity in this also and like have a little uh, com- compassion, a little rahmanas, so to speak, a little sensitivity and, and, and patience with people who are just, you know, trying to use their their, their abilities and their knowledge and their their cohort, their potential and their, you know, uh, to, to lead and guide and help. And the more humility that comes with that guidance, I feel like the more people are forgiving or, or like patient with the service provider, so to speak, uh-huh. the rabbi. It seems like that. It was like, right. you know, if you come in there as the one who has, I have all the answers, and I, right. so of course, people are going to look There's, at you with stink eye. Yeah, it's definitely a divide between the boomers and like the next generation of how they perceive the whole yeah. role. Uh, in general, of the institution. Right. You yeah. were kind of like at, like when you mentioned that you taught at Frisch when I was in high school, were, you were like probably the first crop of like cool young rabbi. No, that, the first that, crop of the, young rabbis. That's of young, sure. yeah, and like now they're, now they're everywhere. Yeah, like schools are lousy with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you, you saw that whole transformation go yeah. happen. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's oh, true. Oh, like from 90s to now. Yeah, from, yeah, from like 2000 yeah. when I came into high school to 2022, yeah. high school is like so different. Oh, like yeah. the Jewish... Yeah, like the experience yeah. of a kid in high school is so different than he's yeah. They're yeah. much happier now. I guess that's good. It seems yeah, that like way. the schools want them to be happy. It seems yeah, it's, it's a different. Strange. They've taken the day goal. camp, the, the sleepaway camp model, and thrown <laughs> it into the schools. Yeah. Of like, if kids can like, kids can enjoy com- Jewish communal life in the summer and come back thrilled and proud. Why do they have to go to prison for the rest of the year and wait it out? There's right. definitely been a shift in that, and and when you frame it like that, yeah, I, I think I was also of the first of guys my age. I mean, I I got in early, partially because. I was willing to forego a full day of Torah study mm-hmm. in yeshiva uh-huh. to take a part-time job at Frisch. Meaning like somebody went on, I was right, teaching once right. a week. I was teaching once a week, just like the technical of it. I was teaching yeah. once a week mm-hmm. at, for 45 minutes, just like as a elective. Mm-hmm. And then a woman went on, uh, you know, Mrs. Finkelstein went on maternity leave. She had to like, you know, whatever it was, bed rest or something. And they were like, who are we going to find at this point in the year, two thirds of the way through the year to cover and I'm like, pay for gas and tolls? Like, I was happy to miss, you know, right. to be honest. And I had a great time. I had no uh, idea what I was doing. I didn't have a graduate degree or a smicha, you know, rabbinic coordination. No. But a good rapport with the, with the kids. Mm. And um, I was definitely a stopgap. You were like, like Reb, not Rabbi. 
I didn't go with yeah. Rabbi. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went with yeah. Judah also. Yeah, I introduced you use your myself. first name. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very much so. That's well, it's not about that every time you address a rabbi, you have to say rabbi, but they say Judah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean it. <laughs> you mean it. I mean, you love being called that, but like every every rabbi, they'll introduce him by the name, and then you just have to know. That's just like a little game. Yeah. Well, it's, I think Unless you're also... like a board member, then you can drop a first name, and it's a power play. <laughs> <laughs> Haskell, how are you? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, you have to give benefit of that. When people go, when a rav goes into, someone goes into the rabbinate, yeah. I mean, more times than not, they're going for good intentions to help, mm-hmm. to make the world a better place, to teach Torah, to help people. I mean, you know, and people mm-hmm. are people, you know, people are people. But the, the, you know, to have somebody, you know, to have somebody consciously choose, you know, a woman or a man yeah. to choose to serve the community and sign up for that. You know, and be under the microscope and mm. the judgment of it all. You know, there's not type of glory that you might imagine, and the, the paycheck certainly doesn't, you know, doesn't pay. And 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 really, it's from ideology and it's from good intention. You know, and in and, LA, uh, it does. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think there's guys who are like, I really like learning Torah. I'll become a rabbi. It's like, sure. Hey, hey, hey. No, no, no. Become an accountant. Yeah, yeah. they forget, yeah. and then you start to see this like little internship program of someone who gets up to speak, and he's like, oh, oops. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, really, it's it's it, it's. But that that's uh, then again, you see that changing. It gets like, filtered. Like you mentioned, that it's changing yeah. also. You know, it's yeah. changing also. People who are great Talmud Chachamim don't necessarily make great rabbis. People right. who are great rabbis aren't necessarily mm-hmm. the, the smartest guy in the room or the most wise guy in the room. It could be someone with an open heart and compassionate, and mm-hmm. somebody who, you know, wants to empower others and is mm-hmm. complimentary and has a good eye for people and judges favorably or can host people, make people feel comfortable and 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 teach and teach. You know, like the Lubavitcher Rebbe said. If you know Aleph, if you know the first letters, then teach Aleph. If you know Bet, teach Bet. If you know B, teach teach B and A. Like, like there's such a thing. Not everybody has to be an expert in their field in order to be a, an impactful guide and and mentor and mm. teacher. This certainly speaks to us. <laughs> We've been called we, out for our lack of authority on anything. Yeah, we don't know anything about anything, and we talk about it for like almost an hour a week yeah. <laughs> but that's the point yeah. I mean, we are reflecting sort of a uh, I don't know proud it, ignorance about many things but a curiosity yeah we yeah. gotta start okay. somewhere we're curious we're yeah. not authorities yeah it's fine yeah. was there anything else about Rev Judah's daily routine no I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I got I don't know if I got what I was looking for what were you looking for <laughs> um, dig Michael dig I you want to say the, bad things about rabbis because I'm not no, 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 we'll no. We'll close no. with that. No, no, no. Was, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We have a whole round yeah. about that. The naughty list. I want, I want the yeah. worst of the I guess, no, more like, uh, more what you do to decompress. Like, when you, or I guess, like, more, is rabbi so part of your identity that when you're on your own, you're thinking to yourself, like, in your own mind, you call yourself Rav Judah. You know, no. like, or is there a... No. When you're, yeah. I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I've become more self-aware these past few years. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I take time. I mean, one thing I'm very consistent with, I'm not consistent with many things, consistently inconsistent. Mm-hmm. One thing that I have become quite consistent in is, is, is checking myself by, through conversation with Hashem, speaking directly to God, meaning without an intermediary, without a text, just like direct, straight up talk and being very honest there. And mm-hmm. that honesty there, and also with my wife, with my mm-hmm. partner, being m- honest. I was not for many, many, many years, like most guys, like most people, you know. Like In what for, sense were you not honest with yourself? Meaning like just trying to put my best foot forward all the time mm-hmm. and always, you know, 
keep the pace pumping and up and you know mm-hmm. and, and that, that that's not not real you know but a little bit more open about the struggle and about the about the the the, the you know the the hardship and the you know the fear fear mm-hmm. is a big thing speaking about the pachat fear um and the self-consciousness of you know and the doubts and the questions mm-hmm. spiritually speaking and theologically speaking and you know the way you think of things when you're 44 is different than when you think of them when you're 34 you hope and then mm. different when you're 24 and sometimes that's awesome sometimes that's disconcerting <laughs> sometimes that's like uh, you know unsettling so those types of things like sharing that yeah. with Hashem talking directly speaking straight up about that mm. and with partner like definitely um, keeps things more real and more honest and 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 more grounded to the truth and, and and then from that place I think that's where real growth and real connection you know, mm-hmm. comes from like so. I, I tr- you're trying to strip away a lot of the. We use Headspace, the app. But, <laughs> <same> <laughs> no, but it's a lot of stripping away of those outsides uh-huh. of those titles and those accomplishments, uh-huh. and not that it's not meaningful when you get validation to come speak in a in a in a big synagogue or or a big gig speaking somewhere or some you know coverage somewhere or somebody yeah. quotes an idea or yeah. something like that. That that's meaningful. That that that's yeah. real to me. That's that's important. Well, but you know, the, the, you know, the the more the more in private place and like yeah. decompression, mm-hmm. the more yeah. I'm able to like just take it off mm. and and strip that down, strip that away. The more you're able to like emerge from that private place comfortable. When, when did that shift? When when did you decide to start that process, or what inspired you to? I, think I always wanted that. Right? Mm-hmm. We always yeah. all aspire to like get back to I read Walden you know no I was reading like you know I was reading yeah. that when I was in high school mm. I, I couldn't do it I mean I liked Fugazi mm. like I aspired to just like I wanted to strip it down forget the screw ticket master five dollars a ticket you know I'm nodding about Fugazi it. I don't know what that is but no, I'm, I'm saying like I was looking to like you know, <laughs> know we either. both are like, <laughs> like no, what are you sure. talking about I don't know what, I don't know what are you talking is. about you're gonna have Seriously? to go well we're gonna, we could nod and pretend like we do know yeah. like, oh right of course I, whatever was like the non-mainstream pop music of oh. the world but like a band that was like you know specifically not putting out their music through major record labels oh, they okay. stayed independent they stayed hardcore henry rollins tried to re- reel it back you know mm. to keep it punk yeah. to keep it core oh, nice. so I was aspiring <laughs> <Band>. to that <laughs> i'm ashamed and <laughs> and reading walden and thoreau and trying yeah. to be natural yeah. and authentic but it didn't have like it wasn't possible when you're running around chasing yeah. after girls or goals or, yeah. or or whatever it is and as you get a little older and hopefully a little more comfortable yeah um everybody we all want to be more fu- more real mm-hmm. huh? it's funny yeah. you mention that now because i just had a memory of a class trip i guess we were in school together more than i thought because <laughs> i remember in toronto we went to yeah and they like i don't know i don't know if they still do this they're just like you guys have two hours do whatever you want and and, then, and we went and i was with some friends and like uh like a like a thrift clothing store or something and we were looking at like all the, like the 90s band sweatshirts and stuff and you walked in and you didn't know that we were there but we saw you looking at like beastie boys records and stuff <laughs> and i remember i remember now like this thought of like of like oh that's who he is yeah. like oh that's who that guy is like this is what he likes yeah but nice. like, I, 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 I listen to know? check your i mean I, my you can listen to my, my workout playlist exercise is new in my life also uh-huh. i mean aspiration <laughs> a little bit later a little bit later more check your head like a, a little bit a little bit like you know but yeah i don't know like yeah. bring out that side i have like a yeah. right you know yeah i mean 
it's I think also kind of making peace with yourself and, and kind of restoring a baseline of where you're comfortable and, uh, and, yeah. and and everything like that. I think that that is always aspirational. I think like the more the older you get, hopefully the more comfortable in mm-hmm. your own skin mm-hmm. and maybe confident in a marriage mm-hmm. and comfortable in a marriage and a relationship and and you know, it doesn't mean regressing or that doesn't mean like, okay, chucking all of your accomplishments and spiritual. Mm. Yeah, but I think uh. like building something which is authentic and, and real and, and, and tethered to the inner world, uh, even if that is not, you know, the way you thought it was going to look, mm. you know, right. when you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, you asked when it changed in a precise way, if there was a particular, it's a process, it sounds like, but I do want to. Your 10th grade trip to Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> he walked in, he's like, yeasty yeah, boys. You saw me and went, oh, that's, this is he who saw I am. what you want. You held up a record, you're like, <laughs> you're like, I, I got to fight for my right to party. <laughs> I got to do it. That's it. No sleep till Crown Heights. Remember on that no trip, sleep till Crown Heights. On that trip also. <laughs> you remember it? Of course I remember that trip. Very much so. Yeah. I very, very much, I have like a love affair with Niagara Falls also. Yeah. I feel very deeply connected to Niagara Falls. No, I'm sorry. Really. Yeah. Sorry for laughing. That, no, that's, it's, um, powerful. No, it's, here. it's powerful. <laughs> what? I had a blast Nature? also. I had yeah. a blast. Um, I remember we, we like, I, I remember saying like for the program, we, we let everybody or encourage everybody uh-huh. to go by themselves go take a walk around Niagara Falls and have a few moments by yourself yeah. and I said like experience feel what you're yeah, feeling I remember that mm-hmm. feel what you're feeling just process come in contact with this experience I remember people like what? I have a feeling you yeah. saw Michael in a mirror looking at you looking at records and then he walked away and you were like <laughs> <laughs> and here he's gonna are. be okay <laughs> <laughs> and here we are but I do want to shift into this area because there's a fascinating there's a fascinating like uh, part of like chapter in your career the gap year in general where yeah. I do feel like yeah. are we I, just talking about me this whole time? Yeah, what else we, are we talking about? I don't know. We, we can talk about other things. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can, can, you can throw questions at us. Yeah, but I'm so talk curious about, about this. Talk about cool stuff. I don't know. This is gonna well, this be cool. Well this is this is the type of stuff we're interested in. Yeah yeah. yeah not I was gonna just ask because you were saying is there was there a time because you spend time in this like gap year, which is what you know in the religious Orthodox world that we come from after high school we go for a year to Israel to find ourselves. 10.0 on the Jewy scale right now. Of 100%. But this, hey, this is a. I'm not going to hide from who we are. Red Sarachek tournament coming up. <laughs> but you're. you're no, that's. that's I, I checked out before that. <laughs> but the year in Israel where, like, you know, Jews go to find themselves and you spent all this time sort of mentoring students, did you feel like you had to hold yourself to some standard in which you had your, you had your life together in order to make other kids feel stable? For such a long time, a good like question. we all perceive the the administration and the faculty that way. They're the people we're like, are who are going to be our rocks and our guiding yeah, lights. I don't know if anybody you know. saw me like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. Of course, for you go sure. and you're like, eh, like if the rabbi is like sort of or the teacher or whatever is bestowing stability on upon you as if like you got it together or, or like yeah. you need to work on this. Like it's a it's scary because it's a very powerful yeah. and dangerous dynamic in some way. Yeah. You have all these impressionable kids, and I saw a lot of kids go through it. And come out fine, but also alter the trajectory of their life in ways because they think that by 18, they're adults and they're making decisions. I have to like have it figured out. And what you just alluded to before was it takes a long time to figure things out and you're constantly doing it, right. even as an adult. But you don't realize that when you're an 18-year-old going to right. Israel to find yourself. Right. No, the, you know? the, the year in Israel for yeah. the modern Orthodox or centrist Orthodox Jewish community, the gap year, yeah. is the single most impressionable and powerful experience that a young person can I mean, it, and it's changed the trajectory of the community mm-hmm. um, in terms of Torah observance and seriousness about Yiddishkeit about Jewish yeah. practice and Jewish life 
And it's an amazing and extraordinary thing. And like everything has a price tag along with it also. I mean, mm-hmm. like there's always, you know, there's always, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that comes along with it. And for me, it was the greatest experience. I mean, we, we had mm-hmm. 10 years uh, and, I, and, and loved teaching Torah. And I loved teaching Torah there and in that context. And the relationships that we formed there were so meaningful. And the chevra and the, the, the community and the guys. And mm-hmm. it was really, <laughs> no, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really amazing. And I think this that, hat is from an old, you know, the, you had former students who brought you out to LA for an event where this hat was given out. Oh. <laughs> that was that. Well, that's I, what I think, all that just meant. No, some of all yeah. the most impactful relationships yeah. we have in our lives are from there. And, and, and still, and still it was real. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, and yeah, I, I think like at a certain point it was a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on 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 me. I mean, I'm not making it about myself, mm-hmm. but I, I think like I skipped steps and definitely have been honest about this in a way that I think is sometimes jarring <laughs> for people. Others people, it's, it's validating for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- th- there was definitely a pressure, and um, I, okay. I don't. I don't know that we handled it well or didn't handle it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We certainly meant well and certainly mm-hmm. tried our best. And my wife is an extraordinary person. And we yeah. hosted a lot of people and we learned a lot of Torah and grew a lot with people. And um, you know, made mistakes along the way and and had a lot of learning curve along the way. Um, but but definitely, definitely, I, I think emerged from that. You know, with a lot of a lot more sense of self. You know, but stepping into a role at age twenty two. To yeah. be a teacher, and then age twenty four of being a yeshiva rebbe, even if it was like you know, a, you know, the second tier, an adjunct, mm-hmm. <laughs> an afternoon shear, you know, or a uh, associate professor, you know, the night shear, yeah. whatever it may be, definitely created um, a pressure, which I don't yeah. know that it was all bad. I mean, right. it definitely like you know, put you know, um, definitely forced us or me into like a certain role of like mm. you know maintaining a certain standard, and um, you know, and then you and then you kind of. Turn around yeah. and assess your life, and that's appropriate mm-hmm. to assess and reassess and say, "Hey, that was really great and beautiful and awesome." And maybe there's other ways that I could use my my my, my abilities mm-hmm. or make a go at it in life. You know, I don't know yeah. if you have, if you don't know, you some nursing home or something like that. Take for me to get involved in. I don't know. You, know, you didn't knows? sell out. You bought in. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying like I don't know what's coming and and what's next. No one, mm-hmm. no one really does. If a person's really honest and open, and a traveler and 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 feels that this world is an unfolding journey and narrative, so like then you're open to what mm-hmm. the Rebbe, the Rebbe or the Master of the World is going to, however you know, however he directs our lives. And we want to use it for good, and we want to use it to help people. And any uh, cynicism at all from it, because you, you can have some. I mean, yeah, I can be cynical about everything. Right. We're cynical about. Very, you're very optimistic. No, in general there's about nothing you can't be cynical about. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I have that. I'll call it a, a gravitational pull, a yeah. like yeah. a, um, an oppositional force within me to be cynical about just about everything. Uh, like, as you get distant from from an experience or whatever, you can look back on it and kind of be with more self awareness. Of did you find that the way you interacted with everybody was more representative of the culture of of the whole? You know, or was it more that you were doing it in a way that you felt was as best of your ability, but there's also a lot of, like, you know, pitfalls to watch out for. It was definitely know? like this. I, I worked with my wife's family, mm-hmm. and that comes with its own oh, set of opportunities and its own sets of challenges, mm-hmm. just like any family working together in any modality, in any rubric, in any, mm-hmm. you know, setting, corporate, you know, yeah. or, 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 you know, let's call it academic or an yeshiva. Meaning there's always that. Everybody, that's not, you don't have to be a rocket scientist mm-hmm. to know that. That's yeah, just yeah. called. So that, that, that's definitely part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um I think also 
you know, if, if there's room, from, if there was bitterness or cynicism about the experience, it was only because of my own lackings. Right. It was only because I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, that wasn't my dream necessarily to be the um, year in Israel Rebbe. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who are the year in Israel Rebbe, that was their dream. And they're, and they're living that dream and they're doing that with great passion and, and, and great, you know, fervor and excitement. Well, in, in, in that framework... And if I didn't feel comfortable in that framework anymore because I didn't feel comfortable with myself, that's right. not their fault or the system's fault. That mm-hmm. was just where I was at. So yeah. thank God I have a, my wife and I like are, had, a, had the ability to like say, I think like we're going to try something else now, yeah. you know, as opposed to like remaining, I don't want to say stuck because it was such an amazing thing. I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved, I loved the, the opportunity. I loved what it was. And then our kids were getting older and we were getting older and it was like, okay, what else? Like, well, mm. you know, yeah. uh, you know, but I, I don't think that, it, 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 that if there was something for me to point out about the system, you know, trademark or about the yeshivas mm. or the rabbeim mm. or the rabbis of that framework, like it would be, it wouldn't be fair. It mm. wouldn't be appropriate because they're, they're doing, it is being done the way it is being done and, and it's being done you know, beautifully well, you know, by mm. and large. By so many different people, I tried to crash there at the school you uh, taught once, and uh, I was turned away at the door. <laughs> so I hold yeah. a little bit of a grudge. <laughs> yeah, well, do, do you ever encounter people who who knew you from that time, and they look at you with like like they look, and, and you're just like I, I I can't explain to you right now, but I am a different person than I used to sure. be. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. There are people who are stuck in that. The, right. That makes sense. Many people are like that. Yeah, and um and they're and they see me and feel disappointed. Name drop. No, <laughs> sometimes feel disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, like we didn't have a great experience together, we kind of crossed paths at a under unfortunate. You know, I was I had different roles. Also, I had different roles in camp. I mean, right. I, you know, now that I've been in Camp Pass, which is just the most beautiful and wonderful place, I also play an administrative role. And sometimes you got to be bad cop, and sometimes mm-hmm. you have interactions which aren't wonderful that are uh-huh. a little salty. Um, <laughs> and and you know, not everybody's so thrilled. Yeah. That hey, the Rev Judah show is coming to town. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, there 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 are plenty of people who are not thrilled about that, right? Or don't look at that or me in like you know the most complimentary or favorable way. And okay, that's I guess that's part of life. And you try to be gentle and kind with people, but I I wasn't always. I was pretty off the rails at certain times and pretty extreme and mm-hmm. pretty wild, and play fast and loose. And often it was positive and grit. And sometimes it didn't come off that way. And and uh, yeah, sometimes I see people from different points in life and you know um i guess i i you know try to own that yeah. and they try to just you know say hey nice to meet you again mm-hmm. you know uh you know i'm not i'm not 26 and you're not 18 right. like maybe we can and yeah yeah yes no maybe so and <laughs> uh that's part of growing up and that's that's how it goes and so it goes yeah you know but yeah definitely get that <laughs> i definitely get that you know like what happened? You used to be, or what? You know, or yeah. you were? And I remember, and, and okay, yeah, you know, I can't necessarily play that. Yeah, you know, that was a, that was a, that was a different Netflix series. <laughs> right, right. You know, we're on to another, another. Like things have changed since then. So sometimes it's yeah. disappointing for people. I just hung out with a friend who, uh, like, cause I know you now, and he hasn't known you since back in the day. And he was also, he was like, he was like, I was so angry at him for so many years. Wow. And I was like, I was Should like, we bring him out? Here, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. And, and then he said, "You guys met up," and and he said, "He just all just melted away." He's like, he's like, I have no idea why I was angry, but but I just was. Um, well, at that time, I was, like, I was like, oh, I wonder how you felt, because like that sucks for you also to have to like. 
feed know, that thing in someone's mind. Well, yeah. Well, so that's that's again the, going back to the rabbi thing. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you're you're meant to be, or someone can, makes this construct of what they imagine it's supposed to be, whether it's a relationship or you know you want access, or if you're popular or have a little charisma. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if I was like they wanted to, someone like didn't get invited or didn't make it to the inner circle or what they perceived uh, to be the inner mm-hmm. circle. Or yeah. I didn't come to their wedding, or whatever it was, or mm-hmm. they they or somehow didn't end up where I was, and with no intention or nothing, and it just, and you're 18, and that means that's very important yeah, to you. It means everything, it means everything to you, and then you can't necessarily put your finger on it, but you're just pissed off for years about it, and you feel right. with this wound, and you're like, over what, like, or you're mad at the yeshiva because of I don't know what, you know, because they called me out for going to college secular college or mm. or or he said something in a parsha class that took you know per, took personally in. and um and at that time and place maybe it made sense and then like kind of like you move on but not everybody necessarily moves on you know like, well, you come from a, that you're coming from a world that when you're 18 like time has such emotional weight because every year is measured and you only get one freshman year one sophomore year one junior, senior, one year in Israel, and then like everything is measured by that. So if you're not like winning or doing the, or feel like you're maximizing the experience at a particular point, as opposed to adulthood where you're just kind of in a wash and you'll go through like ups and downs, but you don't feel this sense of urgency or uh, temporariness to it. Yeah. And if you feel like you're missing out at a particular time, it kills you. It's like a crushing feeling. Yeah, also, I know? said dumb stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure I said, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure I said like you know it's like imagine just talking and talking and talking and talking. Like, I'm sure I said things which are hurtful. Right. I mean, I, I you know, uh, you know, I'm 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 trying. You know, like I'm yeah. I try to be thoughtful, but I don't always speak so wholeheartedly and and with depth and thought. Sometimes mm-hmm. just like say stupid stuff, yeah. like hungry or tired or you got to go to the bathroom. I don't yeah. know, whatever. Or like right. person didn't I mean, catch me. I have like, that. People see me from high school sometimes and are like still pissed off at me for some reason. Like I can't imagine if I de- Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't like the nicest guy all the time, but like imagine if I like dealt with thousands of kids like yeah. professionally. Yeah. Like, like it, I mean, yeah, it, it bothers I, me so I just to I just you can't for imagine. some kind of validation or guidance and you said <laughs> yeah, the wrong exactly. thing. Said the wrong thing yeah. or blew yeah. them off or, or missed a WhatsApp. Like I miss WhatsApp. I miss WhatsApps. I I, I I, right, I, just, right, right. I drop balls. I, I get emails <laughs> and people. No, I do. I people. WhatsApp is fair. It's an, it's just no, now that no, but, but it means everything to someone. And, and, who and needs so your reached out. Guidance. I just didn't get back to them, or I got back yeah. too late, or yeah. or I was in town and I didn't reach out. And I'm like, right. I have eight kids. Like, what do you want? Like, eight kids. Eight, no, eight no, kids. I, no, like I, I'm <laughs> like I can't keep. I'm I can't keep myself together. Like I, yeah. I trying to learn Dafiomi. I'm trying to. I'm 40, almost 45. I still bite my fingernails. Like, I got stuff going on. I'm trying to work on things. Like, you know, Michael likes seeing people at the weakest. And, and I want to call my grandmother before Shabbos. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I want to try to exercise. And 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 there's somebody who called me three times that I haven't gotten back. Like, yeah. and somebody takes that personally and is hurt by that. And I and I and I, that, that I feel I carry that around. Yeah. I carry that around. And I'm not a congregational rabbi. And I'm not. So the, who cares? Sure. It hurt, but but I take it to heart. And you yeah. try to be, you know, so I'm like trying to be forgiving of myself, and I'm trying to be. Uh-huh. You know, uh, humble, and it doesn't always go. <laughs> it, no, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't always go. It, it, Sounds like a lot. Yeah, this is this world is a lot. I worked at the Apple Store for three weeks, and in the training <laughs> for for working at the Apple Store, they teach you all this stuff. One of the, and and if it felt like a waste of time, I ended up only working through three weeks. I was like, let me try a couple different things. I was trying to like train in their music software, whatever. But in the training, which was like a month long for for a retail store. 
One of the lessons learned that I, I guess it was made it all worth it was they said whenever you're in confrontation with anybody or you have an issue with somebody, always assume positive intent. Always. In other words, always assume that there's a legitimate or good reason why you, you know, they've done something that you perceive as negative so that you know, if somebody comes late to something, assume positive intent. Assume something was going on that made them late. Maybe they had something going on and open with that. It was a way to kind of how they manage, you know, structurally like employees and, and if people have issues with each other, like everything going on, everything okay. You're approaching empathetically. And I, 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 that was like just one thing that almost made the whole thing worth it because it changed the way I approach everything because I always would take things personally. Maybe not always, but I would like, I would think that in order to be respected, I had to interpret someone's actions towards me as, maybe a personal affront and, and, and I had to stick up for myself. So I had to confront it or say something as a naturally non-confrontational person. But when you assume positive intent, then other people's actions are not seen as affronts to you. It's, it's them, you know? So all these things, when you miss a WhatsApp, it's like, if they are getting personally offended by it, then they have an issue. Well, Tim you know? Ferriss has something that might be more helpful specifically with WhatsApp. Not, po not positive intents, but he says, um, never assume intention, assume ineptitude. Like if someone doesn't answer an email, mm -hmm. it's probably because they forgot. Yeah. It's probably not because they, they're even thinking about you. Right. We're all telling ourselves stories. Yeah. That like, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And you have emails that people aren't getting back to you from and yeah. WhatsApp people aren't answering from you. Yeah. And, and what you mentioned here, like, is, is my, I, I know... This is being putting yourself out there to be a helper, trying to an aspirational helper mm -hmm. and, you know, guide. I don't know, whatever, you know, you open yourself up to hurting people. Mm -hmm. you know, helping people also means you're hurting yeah. people. It also means Whoa. that you're, you know, you're, you're guiding them in a way toward light, but also could be. Toward, right. a, toward a way which is you know, totally. not intended for them. <laughs> and, no, and, and that can be very painful. Right. And, they're, and they're putting like 25 year olds in charge of this. Like the schools are and the right. yeshivas are right. like it's things are going to things are going to happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's sort of like in the uh, um, what were we talking about before? Like I was thinking of this idea of like the positive and the negative. It goes like this. So like as you go higher and higher, there's like the, the capacity to go to hurt is uh, is um, that's the way God is, created is the world. Deeper, yeah. yeah. That, that, um, that's the way the world is created. I mean, yeah. it's that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's the same in any relationship. The deeper the love, yeah. the more potential there is there for betrayal and right. pain. Without that risk, then there's no real reward. Without that choice, uh -huh. right? without that, and, and that can be paralyzing. The depth, yeah. it's depth. As depth means you're like ascending and you're further from yeah, the ground, so you're thing. in more danger. Right. Yeah, when you get Torah involved <laughs> and God involved and the spirit involved in the world of, you know, the light of the righteous, mm -hmm. you, when, you, when you're t tapping into something which is infinite, mm -hmm. So you can, it can get heavy, you know, it could be heavy. And a lot of people don't talk about it a lot. Like a lot of these kids are annoying yes. <laughs> also, right? Yes, yes. Age appropriate. Yeah. Name drop. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, it's also, it's age, it's age appropriate. Uh -huh. it's, age, it's age appropriate. We're still talking about like 18 year olds, like joking. trying to, looking for know. guidance in the year. Or, I don't know. I was just joking. Or just anyone trying to be in touch with, <laughs> be in touch with you. That's, it's true. <laughs> um, and, and, and there's an occupational hazard of being a spiritual guide uh -huh. is being arrogant. And self-assured, yeah, yeah. and looking over your shoulder um, to see how long your shemona esther, your your private prayer is, making sure that it's long enough that other people are yeah, seeing yeah. you as having a long that, enough prayer, and and yeah. all the inauthenticity or that you know that the showiness is a, is an occupational hazard yeah. of being in that in that modeling role of what a religious person or a godly sure. person or yeah. an ethical person or an elevated person is. Not simple. Do you think the bubble of that world? 
and the people that exist in it for so long because we went through it 18 and by 19 we're out of it but when i've gone back to visit and stuff you kind of see like there is a lure of feeling you know when you're perceived as you know on the administration side of the faculty side you're elevated constantly well, and looked up Matthew to McConaughey said, like you know they stay they keep getting older and <laughs> they stay the same age <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that's what it is like um, you become an, I'm yeah, really trying to avoid 18, creepy no I just mean you're 18 year olds who can't read Talmud and you just get older and they yeah. just get like dumb and dumber pardon but, me and, that, and you're like just you feel this artificial sense of like knowledge right. and artificial yeah. sense you know of elevation. The is there a lure there do you think that keeps people there and that they come out of that world into like the real world and it's like oh here I'm, j- I'm just a Joe Schmo but there I'm looked up to sure there's gotta of be course. a lure of course you know of course there's an ecosystem right. of that also absolutely see I miss out on it because I've gone the other way of like I'm like anti-hero worship not anti-hero worship but like I don't have mentors specifically because I think I'm afraid to be let down by them. So, like, I miss out on all the guidance, Mm. but then I avoid all the hurt from it. Um, Always been like that? I think since, like, my camp days, Mm. like, like having, like, like, uh, experience with, like, counselors and stuff, I very much went into yeshiva being, like, like, I'm not here to find, like, a, like, a teacher, like, like, I'm gonna do my own thing and, like, um, but yeah, but then you miss out on all the good stuff also. Right. But you've also, I mean, if I be, be presumptuous, but you've also created a very or cultivated a very strong network of, of friends. True. Of true. I mean, true. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's and, why. And, and, and there's mentorship, which is, you know, which, which is mm. also. For sure. Oh, Michael's always much more trusting of peers than authority. Yeah, I mean, much that, more. This, I'm not trusting with authority. Oh, you're no, trusting of peers. Of peers, but, of peers. It, but quite yeah. the flip side. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, your I, friend's I, advice means a lot to you. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Right, meaning our, we've, <laughs> right. we've, our, our, the Venn diagram of our crossover yeah. is a lot of, like, is chevra, something that right. I'm jealous of, or that I've always been enamored by. Of your, really? net, your extended network is just how beautiful it is that guys get together like that. And there's like this almost, we're, we're figuring this out together. And I find that to be very meaningful. You don't beautiful. feel like you have that? Uh, I look at, I would think you have. I did not have that. I'm beginning to cultivate that now, huh. but that I did not have that. Part of the price tag of being in that yeah. role, it was what friends we have. Got, we had 18 year olds over at our house every single, you know, weekend. Right. There was no space. Right. There was no space for um, collegial kind of fraternal yeah. peer. Interaction, a lot of friends, friendlies, but like friendlies. Like, yeah, I mean, I have a million friendlies, but yeah. there wasn't the opportunity to like really spend time talking to friends. It was always about the guys or about the, you know, where we're up to in the in the in the program in the yeshiva. Right. And and on one hand, that's very powerful, very beautiful, and shows a lot of commitment. On the other mm-hmm. hand, you're missing out on that other modality, that other opportunity to develop mm-hmm. and cultivate relationships, which kind of can keep you in more honest check. More, uh, on your an friends equal, can call your developmentally BS. equal. Your friends sense. are going to call you out. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Your friends can call you dude. You know, or right. whatever. However, they're going to call you Judah. Yeah, or like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? You know, or right. And and they'll uh, make fun of you. It's, uh, it's reintroduced yeah. that more formally in 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 my life, and yeah. and and have run away from peers and friends who continuously like I you know you know you know push product. But like I wrote a book, and like so that also pushed my perception public persona forward in a certain way and you're on these podcasts and people are like oh, oh we forgot podcasts. the book we forgot the book yeah, yeah, yeah. These podcasts whatever yeah. you know yeah. like, <laughs> like, like but 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 like 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 specifically resisting that because it's just not true it's not real here's something i had to share right. yeah. here's an idea here's something i wanted and to put the into book the book is called what and can be bought where <laughs> <laughs> no, it was specifically written in a way which i, I which was trying to be yeah. honest about where i'm saying like yeah. here's what's happening together here's something i'm just sharing my own yeah, experiences yeah, yeah. some thoughts and ideas yeah. 
because I think like craving or was yeah. was craving that There's no agenda. It's just you like you know. craving. Yeah, the pe- like so I'm saying maybe you don't have that Rebbe mentor, you know, top down figure, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the similar effect is of friends who are pushing the agenda forward. No, that's a good point. Yeah, and I was I was very lost. I think until I found a friend who was like this. Like we're doing something like that. We're getting together once a week. And I was also skeptical of that, but really, like the moment I sat oh, down, that's nice. Um, <laughs> Did no, you with, found a friend with no with. Well, what are you what are you talking about? What you until said I you found you. Until you, yeah, like living on the Upper West Side, and then um, our like our mutual friend Isaac was like, we're doing this thing You're called welcome. University no. of Purim, and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I know it, it really. I I don't think about it that way, but it really kind of was life changing. Of toward like, the conscious goal of growth. You're talking and, about Upper West and, Side. And, uh, yeah, yeah, among friends who can also talking about make fun fun. of you and also you can <laughs> also be honest with them and all that. Like, and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. toward the ultimate goal of growing. Yeah. Meaning, yeah. even if that's or, not stated. Or, or meaning, just, we're not yeah. just sitting here sm- sitting around being stupid. We're right, not yeah, sitting here right. like a... Having friends when you're married too is also really, really beneficial. Like right. when you're married and having other friends, nothing like kills the tension of nothing kills a fight than like going to hang out with a bunch of friends. And then you're home <laughs> and it's like, oh, that, I always like, I, 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 there's times when like you have to, you're le- when the leaving the house is one vibe. I say nothing until after the hang. And then you can just like, you know, then it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be in such a bad mood sometimes. And then a friend calls, yeah. and then, you know, with my wife. And then by yeah. the end of the call, I'm like in a great mood. And, she, yeah. and she's like even more mad at me for having gotten into a better mood. Through the call. Well, that you know doesn't I mean? help, Mike. I'm talking about together. <laughs> together. Sometimes also the stress of having to get somewhere. You're late. It's all these things. And then after a hang, it's like all, all that unnecessary stuff is gone. And that I've always noticed is helpful. Yeah. We've joked about like you have guests over so you can cover up your marital issues, right? You can pretend like nothing's wrong. Hey, right. come on in. But in a, on a serious note, it's helpful to have like, you know, to, to develop those relationships too. Yeah. That can help. Uh, that's funny. We're, we're like at a different stage mm. where that's not happening. We're not. Ha- I mean, it, it's 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 hard marital bliss to get <laughs> eight kids. Marital bliss. No, it's 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 it, we 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 circled the wagons mm. a little bit in the last number of years. Mm. And what does that mean? And it means that like we kind of. <laughs> Do you know what that means? It means on Shabbos. No. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like Shabbos is a time where it's really just us, where it's okay. really just our family, because we have, have four kids who are over high school age already. Mm. We're in high school and above, and to get everybody on the same page in the same Shabbat, you have a company, together, not a family. Well, it's just like the, small you know, business. People are busy. LLC. Our kids are people. Like they have yeah. things. They have yeah. friends. They have jobs, and yeah. they have school, and they have schedules and activities and mm. things. So, like to get everybody together, you know, like to introduce friends and outsiders, so to speak, outsiders, yeah, into our inside zone. It 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 kind of it takes away the inability for us to be really natural and just together and, right. and strengthen those bonds of of us and together. Right. So we've we've really curbed that over right. the last number of years. We ha- we barely have company anymore at this point. We barely wow. have friends. Well, you have eight kids now. Yeah. Well, eight is going to do that. That's going to It's not the number. It it's yeah, the no. conscious saying like we're going to invest our time and right. our 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 awake hours here on Shabbos into the cohesion or, of yeah of or or I'm like on a Thursday night like to go out like I went out we went out like my wife and I went out this week and the week before that I went out with our old we went out with our whole family and the year before that I went out to drinks with my older daughters meaning like a, yes I uh-huh. went out with my daughter for lunch mm-hmm. as opposed to getting to the friends right. meaning like like there, there's a certain it's a new stage where we're like choosing to invest in those mm-hmm. relationships but when your first four were little. We had boys over. We had Rashiva guys. There you guys. go. Distractions, oh, distractions, distractions. All yeah, yeah. All okay, day. so you were there. All I get it. All because we day. we talk <laughs> all 
birthday. We talk about the stresses of young kids. And oh you seem God. to be like a pretty phenomenal father. Your kids seem pretty close with you. I guess that that's the only uh I hope so. Gauge. I hope yeah. so. I think I think we, we like we, we love we love spending time together. Yeah. We do. We do. I mean we have our things. How do the, the like the youngest? How how old's the youngest? Our kid? little he's five. He's five. Yeah. In what, in what, to what extent is the second round, second four different experience? Two point oh. Oh, totally. It's our second act. We the always second say, round of kids right in the first time. round. I say it oh. all the time. Like, okay, we're doing this right. So what's doing it right? <laughs> um, to I, young fathers. I, I, yeah. I, I, again, it's it's like to go back. This is not about an indictment on the system. It's mm -hmm. it, it, it's just me. I think we're older also. Yeah. Um, so it's like whatever. Like more consciously. Um, investing our our best selves into our home as opposed to like putting out so to mm. speak um for others and instead mm. of presenting an experience to others we're just actually doing it internally and um i consciously and and consistently constantly find myself like having these flashbacks to like especially around holidays you know shabbos is for sure but holidays and times of the year where like Okay, sukkah, building. There's always guys coming to our sukkah. We mm -hmm. had 20 people sleeping over in our sukkah. Mm -hmm. Now it's like the last few years, it's just our, me and, our, and, and my wife and our kids doing that, building and the creating that space and cultivating that experience together as opposed to it being something which was... I you basically outsourced. live in a seminary, though. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, you have no, seven like, daughters and one son? Yeah, but it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I say it all the time. Sometimes I joke with them and I'm like, do is you it have seven any idea how much I get paid to tell this story? Could you, Sean, could you just listen to this? Seven girls, one This boy? is so good. Or two you boys. understand that this is going to be the drasha in, in, in New Rochelle? You people, you know, do you understand? Yeah. Hello, I'm taking this on the, on the road. Do well, you that's where you get your humility from. When the kids check you, it's always Oh my God, old day yeah, oh they don't that's the best. but that's the most beautiful thing i once yeah. once had the opportunity to sit uh, with rubruva and feinstein mm -hmm. actually one of the great um one of the great teachers and 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 and, and halachic decisors of post generation mm -hmm. and the son of mm -hmm. the greatest the son mm -hmm. of ramosha feinstein the greatest in the generation and it was at my in-law's house he used to come every year for shabbos and he was newly married and was there i think i've shared this before and I was all excited. I had like a list of questions. I was 22, newly married. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. I get to be there. It ended up the best parts of the Shabbos were like schmoozing with his wife in the kitchen, like right. just getting her off, <laughs> off record, just right. like her riffing in the kitchen. Tell my wife. Tell my wife, like, me. you know, why are you teaching, especially like, don't teach in yeshivas. Don't teach. Work in the public schools. I, I better hear benefits. That. Better benefits. The public school. Don't they? They're going to make you crazy if you work in yeshivas. Whatever. You know, God bless, rest mm -hmm. her soul. Mm -hmm. She was a righteous woman. And it was, so I asked him, like, I started like throwing questions, like, you know, right mm -hmm. before benching time, like, you know, dessert was on the table and it was a little bit more chill. And I started like throwing questions and he had this big smile of Ruben he said to me you know you're speaking about the God of Lador, you're talking about the Posek Hador you know he was my father mm. <laughs> like mm. he was my he was, like he was almost like he was my dad he was my Abba he was my he was my Tati he was like mm. a, first things first like before he was my Rebbe he was my he was my father mm -hmm. so like I, he related mm. to him and he was related to as a child as a son and then he learned from him as he got older in terms of like, you know, the more frontal learning. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, I don't want to say like, I chose that. That's like, that, that's what's happening. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm not the rabbi of our, of our, of my children. Like mm -hmm. they're, yeah. we're actively, you know, encouraging them to go find their own sources of inspiration and let our house be our house. Let mm -hmm. it be comfortable. You know, let it be, let it be a positive right. place, but let it not be a place that's like loaded with too many religious yeah. expectations. You told a story that I actually think to myself that I find comforting for myself sometimes where your your daughter came home and was like, 
Like, I don't know, did she call you Tati? No. Or like, ah, but I'm not. Ah, but like, did you hear about this, this, <laughs> this safer, the Nasibo Shalom, which is like a, the like Nasibo Shalom. Nasibo Shalom. Yeah. And, and like, it's like a pretty, like, classic, classic text. And you're like, like, which house did you grow up in? <laughs> Where have you been? Like, <laughs> I'm like, like, hello, we have two sets of it. I came into this marriage <laughs> and Eva did with a full set. Maybe wait, she knew it too well? Or? No, like, she, like, she hadn't heard anything she you heard, said like, for teacher, 18 years. Oh, her teacher and, mentioned and her teacher. it. I'm like, hello. Yeah, 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 you know, like hello, heard, yeah. I know him, right, I was right, there, yeah. I've been talking about I met this forever. him, right, right. I met him, I, have, I met him, I have all of those, I have all of this farm, they're underlined right. in every <laughs> single page. I, you know, I feel like if my daughter comes hello. Up, have you ever heard of the bass? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was, that was telling uh, to me, yeah, that was telling, that. and it's kind of cool also, like there's, uh, there's definitely a place where we share mm. and we talk ideas, but also consciously, and it's not easy, mm. trying to hold back. Um, and allow them to find their own, their own place in the community and their own mm-hmm. place with Hashem. And it's not easy; it's very, very challenging. What about but... Dad raged? Has that sided over the years? We all have it a little bit. Oh, Vadai, of course. Yeah. So, I'm the king. I'm, like, I'm the most pressure. I'm the most. But with overwhelmed. older kids too, it's got to be in check. Like you can't do that anymore. I take my stender. I have like a lector, and I bring it to the middle table. And I bang on. It, I say, "Okay, here comes the TED talk." But when here there's I a go- range of ages in that level, it's different too. Like I, I you know, Dad rage. You're not. Your kids are small. Your kids are. Too small for dad. It's rage. real. Yeah, dad yeah, rage yeah. Ha- it will happen. Thankfully, yeah, it's real. Happen. But o- often that just happens either because they're living some trauma from yeah. our past, or it's because <laughs> some some crazy, ex- an unfair expectation of what I imagine it ought to be, which has nothing to do with reality of where my life actually is. But that disconnect, like that pressure point, happens there, and it's ridiculous. But when you summon it to teach a lesson, that's like one thing. If like you're trying to teach a certain element of respect or development, but when you're doing it because you're stressed about other things, and they're just that's that's when I feel real. That's when I feel bad. About that's that my range. world. Yeah. So I have my my my, my Rebbe, like you know once said well, yeah. years ago, he was just like it was the couple days before it was like two days before Sukkot, which is right after the high holidays. Right after Yom Kippur, everyone's mm. starting fresh. It's supposed to be this like, new, beautiful, fresh, snowy white, you know, mm-hmm. tabula rasa. You come in there, <laughs> and it's the time. It's called the Festival of Joy. Yeah. It's like the happiest time. And there's so much preparation and building and kids and little, you know, everybody's here. It's beautiful. And and it's just like, I don't know, you're like a volcano. It's going to erupt for no, mm. for no reason. <laughs> so he's just like, come into your house. He always says this before holidays. Come in, come in and just make an announcement. You know, Abba, you know, dad is, is, is under pressure right now. Abba Lachutz. I'm going to like, today, something's going to happen. I'm going to snap at somebody. It has nothing to do with you. It's because I'm crazy. It's I'm crazy, not you. You know, it's just, no, uh, it's just not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sound like a lunatic. And um, and just nothing to do with you. Just know it has nothing to do with you. If you see it happening, just like, get, t- get me something to eat. Get me a cold drink. Turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> like, just, like, you know, whatever. Just, <laughs> Smile, sit there, listen to me, smile at me. I'll catch myself at a certain point. I'll catch myself at a certain point. We're both going to look at each other. I'll apologize and we'll move on. Just Mm -hmm. know that it's going to happen and it really has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it happens. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sweetened almost. Mm -hmm. It becomes a a funny thing. uh, 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 Dad's going to (laughs) blow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but just... just, The mom rage we just accept as a default. (laughs) Recognizing it, being aware of it. You get the awareness of it, create uh-huh, yeah. that presence and, and the presence of mind yeah. and, and the, almost not judging it, which is the core of mindfulness. Which is like what happened, Michael? You're saying wake it. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, I, I set this trap for flies, like mm-hmm. with like kind of like poison in it on like a shelf, like specifically yes. so my daughter couldn't find it. And like I come in two minutes later and she's drinking from the trap. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, I don't think it was poison. But that's not raging. She's so how old is she? Well, I, I get mad at myself, yeah. And, yeah, then, and then like I wanna, I wanna yell at her. I know I, I didn't say anything, but I got. Um, but it's when they, they have a, up. they have yeah. a way. Like the, the closer that they are to you, like you said, like the deeper, like the kid, a kid can just get right to it. Love so. That. And they, also, in ways I don't have a I don't have a temper, but like they can they can just find the button right away. And they, and there's it. buttons you don't even know yeah. that we have yeah. that they yeah. can press. No, thank God I have that with my kids. And I mm-hmm. and, and and I went out to lunch <laughs> yeah. two days ago with our oldest daughter and said that to her. Mm. I said you know sometimes when we have those moments, it's because you know how to push a button in me that makes me uncomfortable about myself and uh-huh. points out to me where I'm really and lacking. She's a teenage girl and you're she's, crazy. She's 21. Oh, she's 21. Yeah, uh-huh. and we talk yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it's and and, and, it's, and it's open and and we get upset sometimes at our kids, whatever age they are, because we want to help them or save them or or protect them, and we don't know how to. We're not able to, and that frustration at our inability yeah. Yeah. to to allow that to happen it comes out and lashes out. Yeah. And the more open we can be about yeah. it. You know, and our own human again, the same yeah. thing as being a rat, the more yeah. open and humble we could be about it, you know, sometimes the less the less painful yeah. uh, it is. That that way of talking I think is something I, I I know you didn't invent it, but there's like a like there are people you can you can listen to and be like they're doing their objective voice. Like that 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 attitude of like it comes from us and it it like and like to be aware of it and that that whole like mindset. I, like I don't I know you didn't invent it, but like I think it's like really like cascaded from you down into like like onto so many people. It's like a really uh, I think I just changed the subject dramatically, but <laughs> I just I guess I just wanted to say that. Um, no, it's it's a beautiful thing. Like that 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 mindset is so awesome, um, and I feel like you've like given it to uh, a lot of people. Lot is of it people. A, is it, are you talking about like, like no the, me included like the like, ability to be self aware and humble, but also like. What what's what are you know, talking like, about? That thing when I said like I'm mad at myself. Yeah. Like I realized when I said that I'm mimicking you, mm-hmm. who 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 a friend of mine mimics mm-hmm. and I'm mimicking him. Oh, like I don't I'm know. Mimic- are I'm you aware of that? Mimicking all? myself. Yeah. Also. Right. <laughs> it's nice to hear also that you've uh, feel like you're like drawing more attention to your younger children. I feel like when as you have more and more kids, it's like you start to just be like, yeah, I have to consciously work against this impulse to let them be because. Not only are you not giving as much attention because there's all these other siblings in between you and your younger children who are now like filling that role. Like when your first kid, it's like, you know, the first child is all the attention and the second one is split and then it keeps getting divided, the parents' attention. And in a good way, like, you know, the youngest of a lot of kids is autonomous and figures things yeah, out. Raising but himself. you don't want to lose touch, you know. They do raise themselves and like you have senior staff. I mean, a lot of daughters up front, front yeah. heavy on no, the daughters. That's exactly so that, right. You know, exactly right. But you about. have to work against that impulse to to make sure you're cultivating the same amount of the same deeper relationships with younger kids as with older kids. It, what's beautiful um, is, first of all, Michael, thank you. It was very, that was very generous of you. <laughs> I was trying to say, I was trying no, to say it was very generous of you. No, no, yeah. it was very generous of you. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was very generous of you. I don't know that it's, I don't know if it's true, but it doesn't it's make very, you uncomfortable to hear that. I mean. <laughs> you know, I'm not uncomfortable. I just like I don't know if it's true. Who cares? It made me yeah, think about right. it. No, but it's a beautiful yeah. thing to say. Okay. It was a yeah. tova. It was a good yeah. word. Okay, good. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 is it I, just I, pure I, introspection? Is that what you're talking about? It's aspirational. It's aspirational. No, it's you no, know, it's a, it's um, it's an attitude mm-hmm. that I think is very helpful, mm-hmm. and that and that I think didn't didn't exist in like the way we talk, like whatever the modern orthodox like world of just like going easy on yourself. Mm. Like being introspective and yeah, yeah, and just like um, just I hear both. Thing. I hear a lot of things. There's like a, there's an attitude of accountability, but also not to being judging too harshly and the balance between the two. Like yeah, you're not blaming very, anybody else. You know what? It's health. It's health yeah. to be like I want to be a healthy person, right? And take life. And I mean, life is, is serious. Yeah, but we can't take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. Like, uh, 
whatever. There's, we're all kind of like a, a it's big heavy, snowball. but it's light. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, the same thing with, with Sad, what's, what's it's called happy. being stringent in <laughs> Jewish law. Yeah. Meaning to yes. be to be to be serious about it for oneself, but mm-hmm. to be you know more open and more forgiving of the people around us. To be serious about joy, to be serious about all these things. Take even the light things seriously. Yeah, yeah. But but but, yeah, I don't know. I I know that we're all kind of like a result also of our surroundings and Mm -hmm. we're all kind of hearing from and learning from each other and there's definitely that openness. Um, You just, I just... You mentioned our, the little kids are. are there's something about there's something about little we'll kids. Cut it together something so about it little sense. kids. <laughs> something about the little kids that 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 awakens something so pure and sweet yeah. and good. And it's almost like I don't know. I mean, I we, I don't know how you know. I experienced little kids as a 23 year old right. and as a 26 year old right. and as a 28-year-old and a 32-year-old. And now I'm experiencing this little guys as a person with a little bit more chokhmat chayim, a little bit more experience in life. It's a whole different experience. You're basically their grandfather and their father. <laughs> I, it happened to me twice this summer. Right. I, I had my, hey. I took my little guy oh my album God. to Rita's and I'm sitting there and Rita's with him, you know, whatever. Right. You know, and, and Nachi and Esther are twins who are in second grade. And a guy Do you have says, uncles of the kids younger than the And a guy said, so wait, no, no, no wait. No a guy says to me, either. one second, a guy says to me and opposite he's like, oh, so geschmack to spend some by the Inaklach, no? Um, it's so oh, sweet. they confused you as the grandpa. Yeah. You don't, you don't um, look particularly old. I mean, I don't know. I got a great, whatever, but yeah, I had I mean, this a little A lot cat. of people do that. But so yeah. nice to be with but a I young also, grandfather. No, but I was that, because I was, I was horsing around with them and I was being joyful yeah. and fun with them yeah. and like spoiling them. And like, like, this guy out. is so impressive. You know, what a Zayda. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's something oh, the, about little kids that brings you, out something very pure. I'm like, so geschmack. It's so good. It's so sweet. You know, um, I don't know. There's something about something youthful. I, f- I feel yeah. like I'm better at it mm. now. We're better. My wife and I are better together now. Like we've grown together. Yeah. It's a good. I don't think it's an indictment of our younger selves to say like we're just mm-hmm. we're better at this now. Yeah. Right. You know, even though there's more divided mind and more divided time, and 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 it's true. Yeah. Like you know, we talk about that a lot in our house. Like the focus, the hyper focus, and now like kind of like juggling a lot more, but. I think we're able to like be more <laughs> focused and more real and more there yeah. and enjoy in a different way. And also like you go through life and you experience loss and experience yeah. frustration and yeah. and growth and appreciation and, and, and you appreciate time and life in a totally different way, in a totally different way. Doing stuff with our younger kids I never did with our older kids. You know, maybe less, I don't know, I don't know less time, more time, but like definitely different time. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely different way of being with them. Jordan Peterson said something about like, uh, and I'm not going to imitate him. Me? No. Do um, it. No, but he said uh, something about like, what do you appreciate? He was interviewing maybe his father or some something personal. And he had been ill for like a year. But he th- he said that he has a lot, a lot more appreciation now for an ordinary day. A lot of people don't get that. <laughs> like an ordinary day. No, he also was has so much out, more. Yeah, like he also pointed out that yeah. like your kid, when a kid's four years old, five years old, like that's it. You have one shot at. You them got four years, age. man. That's yeah. it. Then it's over. All the time. Yeah, you're screwed to make them into a good person. Right? Yeah, those first four years, yeah. you can't get that back. And I actually, yeah, I mean, it's a good sidestep into this maybe more controversial societal conversation about how like we're talking about the joy of having kids and really appreciating that and not taking it for granted. And I'm just noticing in like the public debate now, there is this weird moment happening in like uh, sort of, you know, you had years of like a feminist ideology of, you know, you know, not being focused on family and children 
um, particularly geared at women, but now you're seeing all these conversations I just see between even women amongst themselves arguing about have they been sold a short, you know, a a raw bill of goods about like being told, oh, career driven, career oriented is the primary focus. And if you watch enough Jordan Peterson, it's not like he's necessarily discouraging of that, but just remember life gets very long after 45. And while I've had a great career, you know, (coughs) there's nothing more important to me than having a family and the continuation of narrative and all these things. But I'm just seeing this sort of, it's I don't a, know, reawakening it's a response. of a wake-up call of... It's a reaction. Hey, what the hell? Like, yeah, it's a reaction. I want, it's like one of the best things you can do as a human, and maybe it's not for everybody, but it's probably for most people. Yeah. The idea of, of focusing on men and women, yeah. building a family, having children, it's like, you know, you only get that, that short window of time that you can actually do it, and to think it's just, you know, that or career, whatever, equal fulfillment parts, equal, equal parts fulfillment is very mistaken and you're seeing this weird moment happening. I think we're right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, the, the, there's a definitely a reaction mm-hmm. to the to the whole boomer generation mm-hmm. um, that's accomplishment driven and and yeah. you see it, it, it as expressed in the reaction or the response to the world of technology and social media. You see people talking so much more about presence and mindfulness and you know, being and 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 connectivity, and you, this language has now mm-hmm. become very popular just because people are desperate to right. hold on to something, and and there's only a certain amount of time till you can avoid this god-sized hole, this god-sized puzzle piece that's missing, or this. And children are a little bit of that. It's yeah. a little bit like if you want to imitate your creator and be a little bit like that. It's about bringing life into the world and continuing yeah. life and cultivating life and creating mm. life and mentoring and and and, and conti- continuity and eternity and what's lasting, what's fleeting. You can't escape meaning. Where mm-hmm. human beings are built to have meaning, mm-hmm. are built to have transcendence, are built to impart and give over and continue. Like that's the way God created the world mm-hmm. and the human condition. Mm-hmm. Children are a big part of that, you know. Well, the building and creating and, and making money and, and expanding is also part of it. They're fundamental to it in some way, it seems. Of the like, Shamra, yeah. God created us to put in the world to, to build, to cultivate, and continue. But yeah. but there's a difference between our physical abilities and and and, and the world of the soul. And and you know, you have a, 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 a significant other, mm-hmm. someone to share that with, someone to express that love with, a, a partner or a spouse or a, a wife or a husband, whoever, whatever, um, however form that takes and, and, and some form of passing on or mm-hmm. sharing what you have in the world. It's, it's, there's, a, there's an element of transcendence and godliness there, yeah. which, which yeah. touches infinity. And that is no replacement for that. I definitely mm-hmm. remember growing up as in, in like teenage years when you mentioned the idea like, oh, well, on Friday nights through Saturday, like I, I, I keep, I keep Sabbath, I keep Shabbos. When you're mentioning the people who don't, it used to be looked at as like, oh, well, that's lame. But now, when I drop that to like people in their 30s who are so consumed with technology and social media, they say, that's amazing. Oh my god, I wish I could do that. As if it's like some nouveau. It's become right. cool to unplug, yeah. which is a new thing. Right. We used to be like, are you? That's like, you know, that's lame. That's that's, you know, the, anything with religious impulse to it is has this thirst out there that I've been seeing. In the secular world, as like growing up, there was such a push against religion as like the secular movement was was pushing and becoming more ascendant. And now you're seeing all of this, like it manifests in all these different ideological movements. But I think people are thirsty for being virtuous, community, family. But the world they is find chaotic. it weird. It's untethered. Yeah. Right. When it's the world too, is t- too much untethered chaos. Untethered and chaos. No, no, but there, yeah. there's like there's no end in sight. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, at a certain point, you're just like, 
like what's the, what is the end game for this implosion of of like humanity mm-hmm. taking place around us? It's like totally nuts. Yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, you look around yeah. and just like what on earth? Like what's the end? Like hello, are men are not men and women are not women? Right. Like there's the up is not up, down is not like 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 everything is inside out. Good you and just evil. Just canceled our episode. They're gonna flag this. Good, good <laughs> and evil. You just everything is crazy. The episode. <laughs> yeah. The whole yeah, world yeah. is upside down and crazy and inside yeah. out. And people looking for stability, meaning, you know, ho- home, a place right. to be, yeah. a place to be Community, rooted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Community, tribe, friends, mentorship. All this is about yeah. being rooted and having mm-hmm. stability and a sense of like, okay, w- is there a path here? Like, is there is there is there a method to this madness yeah. of being in the world? And, and like the children and a family create that. Uh, I think for, that's why Jordan Peterson became so popular too. Mm-hmm. Rob, Rob, Razi took me to a... a, a Talk of it. She asked me, okay, wait, tell me again, who, who, who's this guy? What's he about? I'm like, Rebbe for the masses. It's the only way I can describe it. Like, why is his messaging so resonant with so many people? He's giving sort of spiritual depth to a world that was purely secularized for so long, especially in intellect, in intelligentsia. Like, it was just all, you could get all these great ideas, but you, without God, without spirituality, without religion, because it didn't. Without be- veganism. <laughs> it just didn't belong in that category. Without veganism, yeah. He eats Brothers only, eating a lot of meat. Yeah, he eats only meat. It's nothing stale. but steak and olive oil, and that's that. <laughs> that's true. And then that club soda. Have you ever gone carnivore? Have like I, last Thursday night, we went out to Harvey's Smokehouse in uh, Shalim. Yeah, I did like two hours of carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like on Atkins for two hours because <laughs> you can you feel like when it's beef or meat, whatever you could just it, it, went strong. It, it, yeah, it yeah. Go strong. and it's still hungry two hours later because you didn't have bread. You didn't have a burger bun. Right. You're like, no, what am I eating? You know? I don't know if they're late, so. <laughs> well, he without, doesn't, but I do. Shabbos without the challah, like oh, you're still looking for something. It's hard. Yeah. Okay. We're hard. off the rails over here. Um, that. That's what we wanted to do. We want, you, you wanted to go off the rails. Buckle right? up. Yeah. Right, right off the, right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, yeah, no, we came in real strong with the rabbi stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I was Apologies worried that, that this was going to go in a direction. Because I was looking at through the old episodes, most of the people that you mentioned I never, I didn't know from. Mm-hmm. Like the, oh, yeah? the creators and like yeah. the stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not. It's a. I just don't. Know. Right. I know enough to like sound relevant sometimes, yeah. but I, I didn't really know right. most of the things. That you we were worried were. about what? Just being feeling like a fish out of water, not knowing yeah, like, what we're oh, talking about. Yeah, like yeah. we were talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like oh, I wasn't yeah. sure. No, no. I mean, I'm being serious. I don't. Yeah. Mean, I, I watched some of the stuff. I'm like, wow. I don't know these people. I haven't mm-hmm. heard. I haven't. I just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I've heard of them th- from you. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. We are curating the creator economy for. People who don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. that's I like doing that. Well, that's yeah. what it was. I mean, I know you. I like you. So I was like watching Thanks. your. That's enough. Your things. Yeah. Was, oh, I, you know, um, I didn't watch the original ones. Right, right, right. Or hear about those people. Yeah, we usually like summarize what what the pre- people are saying, though. Anyway. Yeah, I also I don't, don't care. Meaning, like, doesn't yeah. I, I can't. There's only so much space. You know, like, yeah. so much time and space. I've, yeah. you know, I have people that I love and that are my friends mm-hmm. that are putting out real things in the world that it's hard to find. Like that, you know. Duncan Benji, Dr. Benji Epstein on Duncan Trussell. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like a real thing, a yeah. big thing in the world. Like, it was on for a week until I had it. And I downloaded yeah. it. I still haven't had a chance right. to... Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, let right. alone all this other <laughs> chevra who are, you know, who are, who are whatever talking what they're talking about. Right. Right. You know. Well, one of the themes we bring up a lot, it's a reoccurring theme on this and in starting the podcast, was the discussion around people from our community and the types of jobs that people do and careers that they go into. You're talking about the things that like we're putting out into the world. I'd love to hear your take on it. Just, you know, not, I'm not fishing we, for compliments or, or even feedback, but I'm just curious what your, you know, perception is of Jew, uh, modern Orthodox Jews. That's the, that's who we are and creativity in the world of creativity and this weird relationship where 
you know, parents, especially boomers, want well-developed, well-rounded children up to a point, and then you got to get serious. There was always this mentality. I wonder, you deal with a Creativity lot of young kids a now. question. It's a real thing. The you limits, know. the buckle up, meaning I don't yeah. know what the intention of buckle up, but like, <laughs> are there limits? No, like, are you like trying to put a limit and a safety, a, like a safety mechanism on going too fast? There, uh, there, there are. I, I think that that muscle in our brain is there. Of yeah, like, the we, we can't, we can't be too honest or too dirty or too whatever. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm part, that's a big thing. I mean, you're speaking. Yeah. You're, you're a member of a community. You're yeah. a member of a shul. You're married <laughs> to, to a righteous woman. Yes. Your, your kids go to yeshiva. Yeah. You daven in shul. You speak at the. Shul, you make impersonations of the rabbi at the shul dinner. Yeah, sure. And you push the limits. Yeah. You're not so buckled. Yeah. In. Some of the on your other parallel oh, accounts. Here we go. Bring it on. No, I'm just saying. Yes, and is that, is that wrong? No, not and. Just, oh, 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 I thought we were going for. for no, I'm search. wondering. No, no, I should know. I thought for myself a split second. Mm. Like, okay, what am I getting myself into? These guys. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say yes for a split second. No, but then I said, but I know, but I know Ami. I know my. I trust these guys. These are good right. guys. They, they, they would never do something to put me in a situation that'd be uncomfortable. And if they do it, I would say it. If we were wearing like togas when you came in. No, togas <laughs> are fine. I'm a, I, I, there's an element of me which is a manifestation of a very Belushi dick way of, of being a Jew. <laughs> of being a Jew. That's not the problem. Togas the problem. No, it's it's the it's when things go PG thirteen. Yeah. It's the it's when things get a little too PG thirteen. I, I unfortunately I think I'm, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying I, to I get it. Th- yeah. There's an, I, I don't want to say no, there's Barth from this week's Torah portion, but there is there is about there I is do a, struggle with a, it. A Torah portion of like going out to war against your enemy, and there's a the, the story of the captive beautiful woman, mm-hmm. you know, the proverbial marine that goes to Vietnam and goes to the Philippines and comes mm-hmm. back at the Korean War and comes mm-hmm. back with a you know um, you know love you long time mm-hmm. whatever one of these, and and we have that in our parsha in the Torah, where there's a captive woman who comes back, he brings her home and the Torah has like, well, how do you deal with this? There's right, a yeah. men at war is a certain reality, mm-hmm. you know, the carnivorous, right. you know, sexual temptation of like domination and the spoils of war go to the yeah. victor or whatever and that's part of the part of the, 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 the ugly reality of war, which is ugly, and that's in the Torah and the Torah discusses that as a metaphor for, right. you know, a person Dealing with their yetsahara, with their lower inclinations, of, or the, with their physical, or mater, you know, the sexual drive. And my Instagram relates. And, to yeah, this what do you, and what do you do? <laughs> and then, and then you take her, and then how do you incorporate yeah, her into right. your life? You know, there's a whole process to kind of, you know. Um, temper your, your 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 desire and and whatever it is you can come tomorrow. I'm going to give that at twelve to eleven thirty in the office tower. Mm. Mm. Um, but but there's a there's a very there's a very sordid kind of complicated situation over there about how you deal with this one and how, and and the Kabbalists relate this as a metaphor. And here's where I think it relates is mm. this this it's called the Eshet Yifat Torah, the woman, this beautiful woman. Mm. Who has been taken into captivity, and and they relate the Kabbalists relate that uh, as a metaphor for all of the beauty in art and music and humor and literature or ideas, mm-hmm. everything which is beautiful and creative and exciting in the world, which is gorgeous, right, which is, expresses the the beauty of the soul, which has fallen into captivity, which which has been captured, so to speak, by the side, excuse me, of impurity mm-hmm. or of negativity, and how that can then be that beauty can be reclaimed, and how that beauty can be incorporated into one's life in a healthy and appropriate way. Right, and, and that's what the Torah describes with this whole discussion of this woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's there there are limits and, I, and it's challenging. I'll be fully honest about it. You know, the the way I think about it is that my struggle now is the intersection between sort of certain responsibilities and art where they're interested. So like I consider a lot of the comedy in the category of art and it's almost like 
these ideas have come to me from somewhere. Like they've been put into my, like, you know, when you're looking for create creativity, you, you can say it's a matter of, will you just summon it, but it comes to you. you. So these ideas of a joke or a video or this, that it comes to me from somewhere and it's there. So now I have to grapple with that and say to myself, you know, like I want to express this. I know it brings joy and it comes with this cost of maybe being risque or edgy and I wouldn't want certain people seeing it. But if I was acting in a movie and, it, you know, oftentimes comedy gets this weird double standard where if it's comedy, you know, well, then, like, you know, a comedian tells a joke. Oh, he meant the joke as opposed to if you play like a, a racist clam number in a movie, everybody understands that's not really him. Well, you're a mathematician, but, aren't you? A triangle. <laughs> exactly. Back Coming back to that full circle. But the idea is that specifically with comedy, it gets this weird double standard where everyone is taking the person at whole cloth face value that the vehicle of humor is actually intending it to be serious in some way. And I feel like that's, that's one element of it. But then the other element is like, you know, I am pushing it a little bit and I am aware of it, but I'm also like, you know, it's, it's a, it's, I assess, I assess each one each time as like a uh, cost benefit of like this. There's something holy to me about laughter in a serious way about doing that. And if I, if I can be a vehicle for this kind of idea and express it in this way that brings laughter, you know, I have my own boundaries, but I'm still figuring those out. And it's like, yeah, and for some reason, so far, I've hadn't gotten too much. I've, most people are enjoying it. No, it's not me. People love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People love you. You're a good guy. Yeah. And that there's some tongue-in-cheek, like, poking fun at it mm. or kind of, like, analyzing yeah. it yeah. or kind of putting it out there in the world for people to see mm. in a funny way. And also, it's your thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's your ability and your gift. Yeah. And it's your thing, you know. Uh, and right. again, there's... Is how do you deal with this? The metaphor of that the Talmud says this woman who's fallen into captivity or has mm. been taken into captivity is represents all the beauty in the world that's out there for us, so to speak, to incorporate in our lives and to respect the beauty itself, to respect mm. her. And there's, there's like, that's why her hair is shorn and, and her nails grow out and she cries over her. And she, she, she almost like, um, I don't know, it transitions, but but kind of like is is incorporated or moves into it over. It takes a month, and right. then, and there's something very there's something about that specifically this time of year before the right. holidays of the complicated give and take and tango mm -hmm. with what the lines of appropriateness for yeah. that and the and the definition of beauty and art right. and what's appropriate and not. It's very subjective, and so uh, I get, if, I, if the head of my children's school comes up to me and says, you know, I came across your, I'm like, hey, if I tower. <laughs> I'm just gonna drop that say, on him. Did Judah Michelle tell you that? Because that kind of, <laughs> um, I know the head of your school. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sit with that for a second. <laughs> um, you know, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's it's it's, no, it's good. It's good I don't, I, I, but also, but also okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Also, peoples as peoples, and we all have our little. We all have our dairy restaurant that we eat out, eat out out of the pool. You know, the hotel uh, pool. You go. It's my dairy. You know, <laughs> you go, it's my dairy. So while I take a lender's bagel on the road, I'm posting a video. Yeah. Hasidim on vacation, meaning every, every <laughs> yes. person has their... Hasidim on vacation. Every is, person has their, their Michael, thing. you have to make their, that for short film. Hasidim on vacation, I think. <laughs> oh, that's a thing. That's, that's a, a good thing. idea. Yeah, whatever. And you could say, what, by the way, you could say whatever you want to. Yeah. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, it's a hotel lobby here. You can say whatever you want. Mix, mix the crowd. They're, they're good with it. Um, and, and we're all a work in progress. And uh, yeah, so coming on here, I had no idea what to expect. I was like, uh, but I trusted you. Yeah, I trust you. I think I think if this is appearance one, appearance two, we can get we'll like be even more casual. Okay. Get get into the get into you take the. Take my shoes off. I don't know. So we'll talk about other topics. Non rabbinic. Um, yeah. Non rabbinic. Non -rabbinic. Yeah. 
<laughs> Anything yeah. else on closing final thoughts? I did. I had one question. I don't know if we have time for it, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm reading, learning <coughs> your book now. Appreciate uh, Chuba, the pathway yeah, to Chuba. Oh, yeah. Chuba. Baderach, okay. available on Amazon. It's, um, it's a real like. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm like, like really naive here. I feel like it's like a real like creative triumph where you like you really like the format is like very Jude Michelle, like yeah, like the the small like very short teachings interspersed with stories, like like w- w- was there like um was that like a long process to be like. I want my book to reflect exactly the way I teach or was that, or was that just natural or I appreciate that? Whatever. That's, yeah. that, that's a meaningful compliment because I really wanted it to be m- more like representative of like, I wanted it to feel like we're learning it together. Yeah. Like I wanted, yeah, it, to be, I wanted it, I didn't want it to be piece, like, really. yeah. yeah, it's hard. Cause you, there's always a yay to There's like, um, the, the hazard of writing it. Like you want it to see, like to present in a certain way, like whether it be, for professional reasons or financial reasons or, right. or, or, or perception or some guy yeah. who never met me wanted to read this book and see me in a certain yeah. way. So, you know, there were some times like those, there's also, whatever I tried to, I, I, I tried to not try too hard. That's really mm-hmm. what, not to have too many mind, so to speak, mm-hmm. like, but to just kind of like put it out there and put it down on paper. And the way that I would want to share it among friends or they want to share it among, you know, in a presentation. And, um, and surprisingly, felt very comfortable with with how it came out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with the feel. The the, the I, I said to the designer, like you know, I asked him, I said, what the, "Is there a way to like make the stories separate, almost like almost like a pause?" Right. And originally, the little there was a little pushback from the editor, like, "Really, it should be longer. Like, you want chapters to be longer?" And I'm like, "Nah, I want somebody to be able to pick it up and put it down and not feel guilty yeah. and not feel pressured mm-hmm. and just kind of like have it as nuggets mm-hmm. and enjoy it. You know, either intensely. I think there's some real content in there, and there's some real you know, food for thought, so to speak, and some real, you know, different way of looking at for things sure. or some Torah ideas in there. But it's also, if you just want to read up and read a good story mm. or play some type of drinking game where you could like, every time there's a 90s music reference in there, you can take a shot. <laughs> like, yeah, the, you know, it's in there. There's two. At least. Is there a YouTube clips version of the book? Because <laughs> no. I'm all yeah, about I mean, it. Doesn't know That's what you should know. I had a, f- I, there was a, f- during COVID when I was writing it, I'm like, I want to put um, little QR codes, oh. you know, on the bottom, like, you know, like, like on the footnotes yeah. I have a back like whole pages of QR code footnotes where you can click it and get that oh, that's Seinfeld awesome. episode that's speaking Michael's language that, oh, get that Seinfeld that? episode or that stand or like that Chappelle reference yeah. or that you know Henry Rollins line or yeah. that you know there was a somebody wrote me such a serious note like uh, you know on uh, someone sent me a message like th- questioning about the title of a certain chapter about being stuck and and whatever that I called flies in the, va- in the Vaseline. I don't know if it was a reference to the Gemara referring to Amalek <laughs> as being a fly that's attracted to an open wound. And, you know, and if so, he thought that the Medrash here and shared this whole idea, wrote me this whole shtickle Torah, this whole idea. And I wrote back, like I just sent it back the YouTube clip of like the Stone Temple Pilots flies in the yeah. Vaseline song. I'm like, also. Great. Yeah. Meaning also. Right. But like when I think of being stuck, I think of that imagery. And yeah, that, yeah. That's the nigga. Yeah, it was very place. honest also. You weren't you weren't hiding from like the way you grew up and, and your own references and all that. I, I thought it was like really brave. But I wanted it to, to be true. Meaning true yeah. is is very much that itself. Yeah. And and uh, the book is called Baderach. Baderach, a pathway towards Juva. Along the path along the pathway, that, that was a big discussion. Also, yeah, I heard. I took yes, a clip about that. The yeah. Torah, toward, it's not a destination. Right, right, right. It's right, along, right. The path, along the path, specifically. Right. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. path. Is this, what's disingenuous about the idea of the path to tshuva? Tshuva the, being repentance, Hebrew for repentance. The 
path yeah. or the uh-huh. or or that there is a place called shuvah that you achieve that you acquire yeah. that you get to when it's done it's as opposed to it being something which is perpetual yeah. and constant and always happening which we talk we've i felt nothing it's just the process that is the thing right the, the destination is like really not much can we turn it into a netflix series I'm gonna work on that. Just speak to Dr. Benji. Maybe he can get the. Uh, can make it into it. a. Uh, that uh, sounds like a nice place to talk about Bruno, end. but we do talk about the derech. Yeah. Exactly right. Along the path to tshuva with Rav Judah Michel. Thank you so much for being here on Buckle Thank Up. You guys. We are out of time. We can't wait for episode two on the follow up. And uh, that was a great conversation. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thank you on. for having me. Being here, thanks for having me. Um, do it again. We usually do this weird thing with our fingers, but we could do handshakes. We could do fingers. Why not? That's that's. I get involved with that, or is that, yeah, is that yeah, weird? I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> that's Buckle Up episode 41 with Rabbi Judah Michelle, aka Judah Michelle. Thank you for being Thank here. You guys. The yeah, Rosh Hashanah special, the, the High Holiday special, and who better than Rabbi Judah Michelle? Thank you so much, everybody. Buckle Up, baby. <laughs>